Hey everyone, TGIF, it's a sunny day out there and we are super excited to welcome Kayla Walters of St. John's Beer Tours on to Chats with Chelsea today. So it's also a special episode because we are having these new Newfoundland Cider Company uh, ciders, so they're super delicious. And if you guys ask us a question or leave a comment, then you might get to have one of these yourself. So Kayla is the founder of St. John's Beer Tours. Yeah. So tell us a little bit about St. John's Beer Tours. Uh, so St. John's Beer Tours is, uh, you know, the province's newest tourism company that is geared mainly towards um, millennials, right? Giving millennials a uh, really fun, hip thing to do uh, while they're visiting the city. Uh, so it originated as like an idea specifically for tourists, but last summer we discovered that uh, it is a great kind of date night uh, office uh, outing for a lot of local uh, local people here in the city. Everyone's really like excited about craft beer <laughs> and the uh, the birth of craft beer here in the province. So, how did you come up with the idea of starting this beer tour? Uh, so the idea it was took a little while to come up with the idea. Uh, there was a couple of uh, different experiences that kind of uh, inspired it. Uh, I'm a backpacker, much like <laughs> Chelsea, and uh, we, we, it's like you were yeah, backpacking. I was with you, I was yeah, with you. She, we'll, we'll go backpacking <laughs> the whole thing. one day. <laughs> uh, but no, like when I was backpacking, that's one thing that I would do is I would always go on beer tours. And I love like going on beer cations. So going somewhere just to find out what breweries are hip, uh, try as much beer as possible, and then come back home. So <laughs> when I come back home, I just couldn't imagine that, you know, a place that is kind of known for being, you know, beer drinkers, and, you know, <laughs> loving uh, a good debaucherous yep. night out, uh, didn't have anything of this nature, uh, you know, to offer to tourists. So uh, I was at O'Reilly's one night, and sat next to a table full of um, tourists from Ontario, mm -hmm. and I was drinking a, a glass or a pint of uh, St. John's Stout, and they just casually asked you know, what I was drinking, and an hour later we had had this entire conversation about what craft beer we had available in St. John's, uh, kind of what the future held, and they said, you know what, you should do this for a living. And I was like, all right. <laughs> <laughs> all good plans start at a bar, I think. Yes, yes. With pints. <laughs> so, which country has your favorite beer so far? Oh God, I'm still really partial to Canada. I love Canadian <laughs> craft beer. Um, so, I, I took a, a trip to uh, Vancouver a couple years ago. Uh, spent four days drinking 80 different types of craft beer. Oh my gosh, 80? <laughs> well, like you get the, yeah, the little smaller. samples, okay. right? Yep. So it's uh, it's not as you know, not 80 pints in four days or anything like that, but it's still, you know, substantial and uh, got to see what uh, what they were brewing there and also like, you know, grew up in Nova Scotia, so the craft beer scene there is also near and dear to my heart. Halifax craft beer is really exploding lately. There is a lot going on yes. with beer in Halifax. <laughs> yeah, they have, uh, oh God, I, I think it's over like over 55 breweries now in that uh, kind of tiny, tiny <laughs> island. Uh, island. Island. <laughs> the island <laughs> of Halifax. <laughs> I, need to, I need more drink. Exactly. <laughs> it's Friday. <laughs> I know I did like the Alexander Keith store in uh, Halifax, and that was like one of my favorite tourist experiences that I've done. It's 
Believe it or not, I've never done that <gasps> tour. Never done that one. No, I uh, I lived there for very many years and uh, never took the Alexander Keys tour. So maybe that's the. I think it was just like so unique because um, I'm like a big beer fan too, as anyone who watches the show realizes. Um, so I like to go on brewery tours and that kind of stuff, see how it's made. I've been on a few, and you know, a lot of them is kind of the same thing. Like we use this, this, and this. Yeah. Like. A lot of the time I'm in it for the samples, but <laughs> um, when I did the Keith's one, it's like a whole like historical experience, so I think that's pretty cool. Yeah. But it's really sad. They had like a special edition blueberry one that they were brewing, but it wasn't ready when I was there, so well, that's it. I get time. to try it. <laughs> so uh, back to, I guess, starting the St. John's Beer Tours. Yeah. So you didn't actually start that in St. John's, did you? <laughs> I didn't. I was one of those... Uh, those people that decided to start up a business while I was living in a different town and uh, I was living on the Bureau Peninsula and I was uh, actually like a, I was teaching out there and I knew that uh, I was going to be uh, moving back into the city and I, I did it all from there. I would, uh, I would travel in on the weekends and, you know, have meetings with everyone as I you know, so I was going back and uh, forth over the highway during the uh, the winter in Newfoundland, so that's not advisable. Oh, I'm just moving the hair off your mouth. Yeah, and we got to... <laughs> oh, I knocked this over. <laughs> I knew something like this was going to happen someday. Hey, everyone, this is just my face. Okay, we're getting there. Oh, no. <laughs> there we go. Okay. I swear it's on the cider. It hasn't... <laughs> it's a cider. That's what it is. Okay, there we go. We're back. <laughs> Technical difficulties. Okay, driving in the winter. <laughs> yeah, so I would drive in and out uh, every weekend. Uh, yeah, sometimes during really bad uh, situa uh, weather situations. Uh, but, you know, it all paid off and... So what did you do to get started, like from like the time you had your idea to, you know, finally coming in, starting that first tourist season, you know, what are the main things that someone who's like starting up one of these businesses would need? Uh, I guess the very first thing that I did before I had a schedule of tours, before I sold tickets online, before I even like built a website, was I started off with uh, my social media accounts. So I set all those up and started to build the buzz for it, just to see, um, well, to get the exposure, but also to see if that was an idea that people, you know, enjoyed. Uh, you know, it's one thing to have a, biz a business idea, but if it doesn't have a place, right, in, you know, the, the ecosystem here, then what, there's, there's not a whole lot that you can do about that, right? Like, it's, uh, well, it's not going to be a long-lived business. So right now, uh, you know, what we did was just set up Facebook and Instagram uh, and you know started getting the buzz out there that you know this is what's coming and uh, you know the response was amazing uh, between people who like beer drinkers who were excited about the uh, like the opportunity uh, tourists who you know you know would contact us and be like this is an amazing idea I can't wait to uh, join you on a tour uh, and you know all the breweries that we would approach and uh, local businesses were super excited about the idea. So um, it uh, it really paid off, you know, to get that idea out there before, um, you know, I, I didn't really like, I wasn't really secretive about <laughs> the business, right? There yeah. wasn't a huge... Uh, um, launch or anything on one day it was yeah. it was a gradual process over like six months 
uh, and then you know I developed the the website from there and you know I also have a background in uh, graphic design so I spent a lot of time uh, working on uh, designing the logo um, developing a website myself and just making sure that when we did launch and we started selling tickets that um, the business looked super pro professional that uh, we looked like we had been around for like five ten years and that we were doing it right right from the get-go and I think a professional image is super important and it does you know drive business and that's one of the things I find like uh, if I look at uh, let's say I'm gonna go st like stay somewhere uh, and I go on their website and I see that it like looks like it was made in like the 1990s I'm like well if you don't have the time to update your Facebook page or update your website or yeah. I'm like are you like maintaining the rooms? Are they clean? Like, have you updated the decor since 1970? Yeah. So I think that uh, it says a lot about your business. So we do have a question from Elaine. Uh, she said that uh, I heard that there's a new brewery coming to CBS. Any info, and will there be tours? Uh, so uh, info, it's uh, called Nine Pennies. I, I believe they're Nine Penny Brewing Company, but there's uh, they do have a Facebook page now, I believe, and definitely Instagram, so you can double check that. Uh, so uh, in case I got it incorrectly, <laughs> sorry if I did, guys. Uh, so uh, and there'll be like information about their their launch and everything on uh, that those pages on their social mm -hmm. media, uh, and there will be tours uh, when they open up. So. Uh, that's all to be determined, uh, but there are plans for uh, uh, tours to kind of expand outside of uh, the downtown core so, in the future. <laughs> uh, as someone who's in the brewing industry, a little bit of a beer fanatic, what is your favorite, uh, well, I guess I know it's impossible to pick one, so we'll say like <laughs> top three. What are your top three recommendations for those uh, who are drinking along at home? <laughs> oh God, that's like, you know, asking somebody to pick their, uh, or a musician to pick their favorite song or something like yeah. that. Uh, currently, I'm really enjoying um, probably the, the Blazing Sun mm -hmm. and uh, Chasing Sun from uh, Port Rexton Brewing. Um, I have a lot of uh, the Calm Tom yeah. uh, IPA from Kitty Vitty in my fridge at the moment. Uh, and kind of our like go-to uh, favorite is always the St. John Stout from Yellow Belly. So we have, uh, I, have a, I have a stout drinker in the house. So you have a stout drinker, you do. Yeah. <laughs> so we, uh, we have a good few of those uh, uh, readily available. That, those are some pretty great choices. I have a hard time deciding too, actually. I don't know. I really like, um, there's one, uh, this one's not like a Canadian one by any means, but Furley. I'm like such a like, okay. it's like the strawberry flavored one. I had it when I was in Germany yeah. and then I was like, this is so good. I don't yeah. know. I was I'm a big not fan. a big strawberry fan oh, okay. in general, uh, but I really enjoy the uh, uh, Creek. It's a lambic from, um, God, I think it's Brussels. <laughs> so that was where I had it for the first time. It's the very first beer I had on my backpacking trip uh, in the middle of the Grand Place in Brussels. And it was, it's, very bitter, but a very, uh, very tart. Sorry, and but I, I love it. And they actually have it down. Uh, they have it on tap or in bottles at uh, the beer market. So, have you ever tried to... the Gahan blueberry? Yes, I believe so. Yeah, I think that's 
Has it been around for a while? Yeah, it's been around. I think yeah. I recently like just got it in uh, Newfoundland, though. I haven't seen it here like before, and I just saw it like within the last couple months. Yeah. But I'm from New Brunswick, so we have Pump House Blueberry. But yes, the Pump House Blueberry is what I started drinking. Yeah, uh, we uh, in university. <laughs> Uh, if we ever had brunches at the house, we would have them as uh, breakfast beers, <laughs> so anything uh, fruity. Okay, so we do have another question. So what was the transition from teaching to starting your own business, like Gahan and Pump House is the best, that is true. <laughs> yeah. Um, so yeah, for anyone who is along at home, um, it's funny because right before we started, Kayla can uh, speak a little bit quietly sometimes, so I was like, Kayla, you have to use your outdoor voice, okay? And she was like, you do know I was a teacher, right? <laughs> A teacher and I talk to a bunch <laughs> people who are inebriated <laughs> in very noisy pubs and uh, breweries. So I'm, I'm used to talking with outdoor voices uh, or loud indoor voices. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, um, I, I used to be a teacher. Uh, the transition, uh, you know, what it was it was difficult, right, to go from uh, a regular kind of nine to five um, job. Or eight to four <laughs> kind of uh, position with you know a paycheck that you can rely on every couple weeks uh, but you know it was something that uh, you know this this idea is something I'm really passionate about I absolutely loved working in this industry so it was it was a uh, a change that I really needed to make um, also really wanted to be here uh, back in the city Kind of amongst the hustle and bustle of uh, of the you know town life, so yeah, needed to be uh, needed to be back here. So it was uh, it wasn't an easy transition, but well worth it. So what was the point that you were like, I'm going to make that jump? Like I'm going to take this from something I guess I don't know if it's like you're doing it on the side, but like yeah. to I am going to do this full time. This is my thing. I'm making the jump. Uh, I don't know if there was ever like an actual day. Uh, you know, once the idea kind of um, took hold, it just snowballed to the point where you don't realize that, you know, this is, uh, you know, gaining so much momentum and there's kind of no turning back. Like, there, there is a, you know, you can always just say, you know, uh, it's not happening anymore. Yeah. But I don't, like, I'd be, I'd be stupid to stop now. Like, it's, Every day, I love going to work. I love the people I get to work with on a daily basis. All the new people I get to meet, you know, um, you know, when the the tourists come in on uh, on tours, uh, it's just so rewarding and so exciting. Uh, it's uh, you know one of those people can't fathom that I have such a cool job. <laughs> I do. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's super fun. So you develop these tours uh, from scratch. So, which, like, tell us a little bit more about, like, the actual tours and, like, what you do on them. So Besides drink beer. <laughs> <laughs> so there's always that. Uh, the, uh, the tours aren't just about drinking beer. They are uh, part educational as well. Uh, you know, going into a brewery, yeah, it's not just about, like, let's taste the beer, but it's also about the process. So how beer is made uh, and who is making that. Right, so that's always something that we like to start the tour off with, uh, is the educational side of things. Mm -hmm. So, uh, you know, what goes, what ingredients are necessary, uh, the history of beer, you know, how that's uh, how that all comes together. Uh, we do tours of uh, the breweries that we visit, uh, and then we do tastings sometimes with the brewers themselves, uh, but also just like in a, a group situation. Uh, trying as many different local craft beers as possible. 
uh, and having really great uh, conversations, some local food as well. You guys did an axe, axes and ales we as did. well. Yeah, so last summer and, uh, and moving forward, we've uh, partnered with uh, Jack Axes. And so we did a axes and ales um, tour. So we started off doing like an hour of axe throwing. Uh, we did a, a little beer uh, consumption uh, at Jack Axes, and then we uh, we moved down to uh, to Mill Street for more uh, more beer enjoyment and some live entertainment. So the axe throwing is really fun. Oh, it's I'm amazing. Like, it's a good workout, too. <laughs> I know. I was really surprised because I went with Matt and Gabby, and uh, I actually, like, I picked it up, and I threw it, and I got it on, like, my first try. But, of course, I could, like, not get it again for, like, ten. That was me. I did it. I got a bullseye the first, <laughs> uh, first time, and I would go there every week. Never once. Like, I was the worst axe-thrower to the point where it just became a real joke amongst the... Uh, uh, all my guests like on tour it's just like oh well if we're in a tournament I want to be against Kayla because she sucks <laughs> <laughs> it's funny I played <laughs> this is like a little bit of an aside but I played darts for really like the first time a couple weeks ago and like I didn't even want to play because I was like I've never played before like I'm just yeah. gonna be so bad at this and I actually like I did pretty well so I was like a little bit nice a little bit struck on myself I was like no one wants me on the team because I'm gonna yeah. like screw everyone up these are pro players but all my time all my years living around the bay I'm still terrible at darts so uh, that's half the reason I had to leave they made, me leave. They made you leave <laughs> they make you leave if you can't play darts yeah okay well I'm gonna remember that just pro tip <laughs> so I guess one of the other things that I want to talk to you about you uh, also have like a business doing like website design and that kind of stuff but you have like so many resources for organization and process management so I know that you like tell me some of these, but just for anyone who has a business at home, I'm sure that they would love to hear about the, uh, I guess, programs and organizational management systems you have. Yeah, God, um, I should have fewer organization systems because <laughs> I'm sure that's a, it's an oxymoron yeah. in itself to have so <laughs> many that you need to uh, to do your job. Uh, I just. Uh, I like to have my process as uh, clean cut as possible, so I do uh, web design uh, in the off season, so from like October to May, um, yeah, I spend my time making websites for other uh, women entrepreneurs and tourism companies uh, mainly, and uh, yeah, it's just really important to have all those like documents in place so you can make your process as streamlined as possible. Um, you know, making sure that you know you onboard clients and make sure that they uh, they are aware of, of policies and stuff like that. So I do use a lot of uh, uh, customer management uh, software. I'm like the biggest lover of one called uh, Dubzato. So it's essentially my entire business online. They take care of questionnaires and invoicing and all of that in yeah. kind of like one piece of software. So that uh, makes my life very very or my life and my business easier so you uh said that you kind of do a little bit of special work for women entrepreneurs mm -hmm. so uh kayla is the founder of a group called fempreneur yyt mm -hmm. so that is a facebook group of uh any women in newfoundland is newfoundland or is just st john's newfoundland in uh, general? all over newfoundland yeah who uh have a business and you know it's like support you can go in you can ask a question um so what inspired you to start that group uh, I just, I guess I, I absolutely love Facebook groups. Uh, Facebook groups for, for business, uh, should be yeah. specific about that. Uh, and I, 
the fact that now our world is so small and that you know you can be a freelancer you can be a solopreneur uh, like I run both my businesses uh, or last year I ran St. John's beer tours completely on my own <laughs> uh, and that gets really isolating um, and you know sometimes you just need to ask a question to somebody and you don't know who is around <laughs> so uh, yeah this fall I set up Fempreneur YYT as a way to uh, you know create this uh, you know, welcoming and inclusive uh, group of, you know, or the space <laughs> for uh, other women entrepreneurs to ask questions, get support, uh, and not just like business-wise, but, uh, you know, in their personal lives as well. Because, you know, if you run a business, you know that those two are pretty much the same thing. It, you know, they all kind of fuse together. <laughs> So it's, uh, it's been amazing, you know, just like women asking, uh, you know, each other like, hey, what do you guys use for accounting software? Or uh, if you've been in this situation, how have you gotten out of it? Or just, you know, help from other people, uh, re pooling resources. So it's been absolutely phenomenal. Uh, I think we have over 350 members wow. now. Uh, and all these women are like doing badass things in business here in the province, so it's uh, it's pretty great. That yeah. that is, I'm a member of the group. I really enjoy finding the support in it as well. So, another fun fact about Kayla that you guys might not realize is, thank you, is you still have the most Instagram followers in Newfoundland and Labrador. I think I might be surpassed now. But You're surpassed. <laughs> okay. If anything, I'm number two. <laughs> At one point, she had the most. She yeah. still may. So you have an enormous amount of followers. So how did you build up that following on Instagram? Uh, I treated Instagram like a part-time job. Uh, <laughs> I uh, I like to binge watch TV, yeah. and I thought I was like, you know what? I, I use Instagram a lot uh, in my travels. I took a lot of uh, a lot of photography, and it's photography I was really proud of. So I really like I tried to uh, to get that out uh, on Instagram. And, you know, just kind of out of boredom, thought, hey, I'm going to, you know, kind of learn more about yep. the platform and how, you know, to um, get the most out of it. And I would, you know, at the height of my uh, Instagram kind of insanity, because <laughs> really, it really gets to that stage, uh, I, was, uh, I was spending at least six, probably seven hours a day uh, on, yeah, in the app, uh, in supporting applications just to you know to build the following get likes uh, it does get to a point where you feel like you're a slave to to it all but you know when you own a business uh, at that point it wasn't a business it was just a, a personal photography <laughs> account but all those lessons now I can apply and I have been applying to my own uh, social media accounts for uh, for St. John's beer tours so it's been an unbelievably valuable uh, marketing uh, experience that was, you know, just something to do while I've been watching Netflix. So, what are some of your favorite tips for someone who is looking to, you know, maybe they just started on Instagram or maybe they don't have that many followers, so they're just like kind of like starting to build up? Um, to build up, uh, you really got to, you know, stay on top of things. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, don't don't six hours a day. That's <laughs> way too much. <laughs> uh, but you know, take. 20 minutes, a half hour every day, uh, set aside and, you know, make sure that you are uh, having, if somebody leaves a comment on a picture, comment back. Uh, if somebody follows you uh, and you guys, you know, your interests align, follow them back. 
So engage with the, the people that are trying to follow you. Uh, you know, put your photos out there uh, and use hashtags. Hashtags are, you know, kind of. I like that you can follow it. hashtags now too. So you don't yes. have to just follow a person, you can follow a hashtag. Yeah. So I follow like hashtag YYT and then anyone that uses YYT, um, I can, you know, like their things, leave a yeah. comment. So that's not as powerful as it can be yet, but it's still yep. a really cool addition. Um, there's also, if you're a Mac user, there's an app called Flume, F-L-U-M-E, <laughs> that you can download and you can save a bunch of hashtags. So like you can go back and look at them specifically, whereas right now on the Instagram, uh, like in the native app, you have, like it just shows up in your newsfeed. So there's no real like um, one spot where you can see all of the hashtags that you've uh, saved or yep. you followed, uh, but in this Flume app, you can see it all on your desktop. And using Instagram on a desktop is so much easier. <laughs> I'm gonna have to download that one for sure. Yeah. So I'm just gonna go off on my own little rant here on Instagram. So one of my least favorite things that drives me crazy, especially when businesses do it, is they follow you to get your like to get you to follow them back. Yeah. But then unfollow you. Yeah. So. That's a big, big thing when you get to, I had, at one point, I think I had 64,000 followers. Uh, you can't follow everyone back. Yep. Uh, Instagram only lets you follow 7,000 people. Uh, and yeah, when I was in travel photography, it was the same thing in, in brewing. Yep. There are so many beer-related accounts, and you can't follow them all. Uh, so that's a very common practice uh, is follow and unfollowing uh, just to to build up because you know there's gonna be people out there yep. that don't unfollow you after you unfollow them uh, there's a bunch of different camps on the kind of like why that works yep. why it doesn't uh, I stopped doing it just because I didn't like how it made me feel like it was like it's kind of a moral uh -huh. issue but it, it has to be done in order to go if you're not a celebrity yeah if you are just a brand that is trying to build it, you have to do it. See, uh, for it's me, impossible. if yeah. I have like, so I like can see who follows and unfollows me, whatever. But like, if I see like a business, um, especially like a smaller, like if it's like a local one, and yeah. they do that, they'll follow me and then unfollow me. Yeah. To me, I'm like, hmm. See, I see that as like kind of like a slight, and like I probably yeah. won't go out of my way to support this business now. I don't know. It's just like a personal, I don't know. It's a personal feeling for me, I guess. <laughs> yeah. I think it's it's funny because, you know, on Facebook, somebody could unfollow you and you would just never know. Yeah. Um, but in Instagram, like, well, sometimes you don't know either, right? <laughs> Unless you use an app that shows you, like, who's unfollowed you. Yeah. Uh, again, you, you don't really know. Um, so I don't know, like, I don't personally, like, take <laughs> it. I guess I'm so used to it. Yeah. Like, <laughs> but it's, uh, yeah, so unfortunately, like, it's a kind of a necessity. Yep. Uh, I, I've heard people describe it as one of those things where it's just like, listen, you're giving it, your Instagram is like your business card. <laughs> like, you give it out. Some people uh, will pick it up, uh, you know, you, but, you know, you don't always get that exchange back, and it goes both ways. Uh, <laughs> so, like, you know, there's no <laughs> nice answer about it. Like yeah. it, it's if it makes somebody like regret, you know, the kind of interaction that you've had, yeah. or it makes you feel bad, like in the point that you don't want to do business anymore. Well, yeah. then, yeah, it's probably it's not great. But 
See, yeah. I think, like, I guess, like, for me, too, though, when I'm on Instagram, I, like, try to create, like, meaningful exchanges. And, like, when I follow people, it's because, like, I actually want to follow them and, like, I um, will, like, engage on their content and that kind of stuff. So, for me, I, like, treat it, like, very personally. Yeah. Um, whereas, I guess, like, some brands especially, like, aren't necessarily don't have that personal yeah. feeling to it. Absolutely. Like, you know, if it's just you and, like, ex perfect example is your brand, right? Um travel photographers like when I started it, it's very it's personal but not at the same time if you're just posting photos of places uh, some people will have like and if you're looking at a business sometimes it's just an entity right like it's not a face and a name kind of yep. uh, uh, interaction so that there's a little bit more distance but yeah there's uh, there's definitely some, like different types of uh, kind of realms within Instagram that that can apply to. So now that we are getting to the end of our show, you guys know what's coming up. It's the Jar of Awesome. So uh, every week we get some questions. So if you guys ever want to like contribute to this, just shoot me a message or leave a comment. Um, so some questions from you guys, some questions from me, some questions from past guests, and we put them all in this little jar and uh, we let Kayla pick out three. So usually people pick them one at a time. Oh, I'm gonna pick them all at once. It happens because sometimes, like, well, they're like kind of sticky notes. I need to get my act together and fix them up again. But okay, what qualities do you think are most important for a leader? Oh, I didn't get a fun one. Oh, well, There's a few fun ones. <laughs> I should add. What's your favorite beer? That should that would be a good one to put in there. I already answered that. One. We did, oh, but, but I will add that the future, one. Yeah. I'll add that. One. Um, what qualities do you think are most important for a leader? What do you think? And then I'll, mm. uh, let me like we'll <laughs> brainstorm. So for me, with a leader, um, I think being uh, understanding is a, yeah. a part of it. Um, but also, I want to say treating people as equals rather than like your servant. Yeah. Um, for me, I don't know. I'm just like an awkward person with like really uh, like authoritarian figures. Fair. Okay. And it makes me really uncomfortable when people are very like above you authoritative kind of figures yeah so yeah. i think i think my answer might be like i think tone yeah um it's you know you you hear the cliches all the time that you know you need to be authoritative you, you need to be you know uh, a good listener and you need people to you need to inspire people but um yeah tone is a a, a great thing like make sure that uh you're so tone goes hand in hand with the types of relationships that you create too. Uh, like don't be too buddy buddy, yeah. right? Like keep enough distance, uh, still maintain that you know air of authority. Uh, but you know, yeah, it's difficult. Like being a leader is not one of those things that you can just uh, just be born with. I don't think. I think it's a. I know some people say that, but I, don't know. I, I feel like it's. Uh, and that you develop as well, the skills, and making sure that you know, you're putting thought in how you come across to others is, uh, is important too. Because it can avoid those initial like, awkward moments yes. you know, or any situations that you're like, oh, I didn't mean to get it, say that that way or yeah. come across that way. That could potentially like, ruin interactions with um, employees or other like, businesses that you work with. I think too, um, 
So I think like a big part is believing in what you're doing and believing in the product. So I just saw, was reading a news article this week. Uh, Elon Musk yeah. is currently sleeping at Tesla because he is uh, monitoring the Model 3 uh, production. Yeah. Um, so, you know, for someone at his level, I think that that's like very interesting. Like, I may be like a he little probably, bit neurotic. <laughs> he probably has like a beautiful penthouse suite yeah. like built in that building. <laughs> so the claim is that he has a sleeping bag beside his desk. If that's true, that's amazing. Yeah. Right? I don't know. Like, would there be, I don't know. I feel like. I he, think that is inspiring though. Yeah. Like, um, I am a, a big TV geek and, you yeah. know, I, I watch uh, Silicon Valley. And this, that's oh, what I love. Oh, I love Silicon Valley. Um, yeah. You know, that, uh, you know, sometimes your, your product isn't enough, uh, you know, on its own. But when you have a leader that uh, is passionate about yeah. the product and is passionate, like, altruistically, yeah. it's, it makes a huge difference, right? Like, if I ran this company and I was like, oh, I'm just doing it for the money, or yeah. I'm just doing it, you know, for the fame. The fame. But, <laughs> 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 well, you know, Elon Musk. Yeah. Right? Uh, then it'd be completely different, but it's like, you know, I'd do this business if there was nobody around to yeah. do the tours, you know, I would find a way <laughs> To uh, to make it uh, to make it work because I love it. So Who's your favorite amazing. Silicon Valley character? Oh my god, I want to say Gabe because I just finished watching The Office and I can't remember <laughs> his actual name in, in Silicon Valley now. Um, do you remember? I don't. I didn't watch The Office really. So oh, you don't what's he look like? Which one is he? Uh, the really tall guy. Uh, the oh, HR guy. Um, Richard. No, no, Richard is the main guy. No, no, not Richard. Um, oh my gosh. No, it's not Steven. <gasps> I was right? just watching the new one last night. I know. Watching to Google it for us. <laughs> I know. I like listen to podcasts, um, like the Armchair Expert and like Joe Rogan. Yeah. And they have like a support person who like fact checks for them and like looks things up. I think As I need that going. in my life. Yeah, yeah, to have somebody in the background. <laughs> uh, so the HR guy who played Gabe in the Office. Yes, I love him too. Oh my gosh, I just it's, I can't remember his name off the top of my head. Oh, it's gonna come. I back just to watched us. this last night. Like I literally was watching like two episodes last night. Yeah, he's like their moral compass. Yes, exactly. Who knows all the ins and outs of uh, business plans. I think that my two faves, I love Guilfoyle so much. He's good. He is like, yeah. he's just like so saucy. He's like yeah. the worst. He just doesn't care, but he's... My second favorite has to be Ehrlich. Oh, I don't like Ehrlich. <laughs> oh my gosh, I find him so like, agitating. Like, <laughs> I think, but he's like, he's the perfect, perfect characterization. Yep. Jin oh. Yang. Jin Yang is so funny. Yeah, he's only there to uh, to ruffle feathers. <laughs> the one, um, there's like this clip, and I swear, I still like, I've watched it like five times, and I still die laughing. It's one of Jin Yang and Ehrlich, and Ehrlich is like explaining like the garbage situation to him, and he's like, he's like, but like, where do we burn our garbage? <laughs> and Ehrlich is like, we do not burn garbage, and no. Jin Yang is like, but what about trash? <laughs> Same thing. Yeah, it's so funny. It's like one of my favorites. And I guess my other favorite character is Gavin Belson. I love Gavin Belson. Like I know. Man, it's when he like that you're supposed to hate. When he like brings out the animals and like he's like I just like brought like oh, this, this like, like and then like there's, there's like that board like there's like a oh, board meeting gosh. and they're like no more animals like and like he's like trying to like push away a skunk or a cat or something i don't know what it is but uh, he just like i like how he got banksky to do his um his signature for him <laughs> that might be a little like yeah. <laughs> too soon for some people but uh yeah that point is amazing so now we have four questions for kayla because she has two. two yeah two and three so oh yeah. you get two and three okay sorry yeah okay 
What song pumps you up? Um, mine is probably a little bit unusual. Uh, so I really like a song called uh, Sleeping Lessons by The Shins. Okay. So that's my jam. Uh, having a bad day, I put that on the car and, uh, and rock out. Uh, it's a really good, like, jump on your bed kind of song. I think for me, when I... So I have very diverse uh, music interests. <laughs> so one of my favorites is Mama Said Knock You Out. <laughs> wow. I think it's like LL Cool J. When I like, when I'm on my way to exams or like something that like I just need like a ton of motivation, I'm like, I put that on. I'm like walking to my exam and I'm still probably going to fail, but I mean, I'm like, <laughs> I'm we, pumped up while I do it. <laughs> yeah, exam time. We used to listen to, um, oh God, it was a, uh, a Bon Jovi song. Uh, Living on a prayer. Living on a prayer. We would, we would Jesus put our headphones in. <laughs> okay, <laughs> not that one. But yeah, no. Uh, living on a prayer. We would listen to that, and we would, uh, we would lip sync it before I, uh, I did my master's uh, and well undergrad uh, honors degree in English lit. So we would listen to that every time we took a uh, an exam in uh, old English. <laughs> we were living on a prayer. Mom said not you, but my other one, which is like totally opposite end of the spectrum. Dancing in the Dark by Bruce Springsteen. Oh, always a jam. Um, I guess that yeah. you also had a Springsteen jam. experience as well. Yes, love the Springsteen. <laughs> Got to uh, hold his hand and uh, sing with him when he played in Moncton. It was like the greatest moment. Feeling very jealous. Life. See, I didn't like when Springsteen came to Moncton because I'm from New Brunswick. Um, I was there and I like, or I wasn't at the concert, but I was in New Brunswick and I was like, oh, Springsteen, like I don't care, like whatever. And because I just wasn't into his music at that time, I was younger and like now. I'm like going to like all the way to New York specifically like just to see him. So oh, yeah, he's, he's totally <laughs> worth it. Yeah. Uh, I love Badlands too. It's a good one for me for Springsteen. Yeah, I'm definitely uh, partial to Atlantic City and uh, Thunder Road. Oh, I like Thunder Road. I'm Those on fire. Are my two faves. Oh my gosh! Actually, I think my fave Springsteen one is The River. Yeah, I feel like this is such a good. Depressing. I don't know. It's like <laughs> such a good storytelling. Like he like tells a story through the song, which I find is like. Really nice, but if you preach me that one, I'm on fire, I think, for like my absolute faves. Oh, yeah, I'm on fire is great. Um, the band does a cover of Atlantic City, this kind of like, uh, I guess like trad version, uh, with some banjos in it, and it, it's <laughs> absolutely perfect. Yeah, I'm gonna have to so check just, that one out. I love that song. Yeah. So, we have one more question. Okay. It's gonna be a serious or a silly. If you listen to podcasts, what are your favorites? Ooh, um, I, I've tried a lot to get into podcasts. I have a lot of them like saved on my phone. Uh, the only one that I, I, I used to listen to uh, religiously, and I still kind of do, uh, is 99% Invisible. Uh, so it's all about uh, kind of the invisible design that makes you know society work, uh, whether it's like uh, profiling who makes the road signs that show you where to drive or um, kind of like what the thought process is behind that or the reason that uh, Legionnaire's disease is called Legionnaire's disease like the the history behind it, uh, it it's just fascinating they're really short so it's good for me because I have a short attention yeah. span uh, I try to get into podcasts like Joe Rogan and uh, uh, is it Dan Carlin's, um, yep. the history one, um, hardcore it's not history? not drunk history? No, it's, uh, 
History retold or history revisited. I think it's like. Well, that's uh, isn't that Malcolm Gladwell's one? Oh, uh, maybe. I don't know. Oh. I don't really listen to these like any like actual podcast listeners yeah. out there are gonna be like, no. <laughs> See, I like listening to like conversational ones. Like, I feel like I'm kind of like eavesdropping on like two awesome minds like chatting. So I like yeah. like the Joe Rogan. Well, the other one I listen to actually like frequently is the uh, the nine oh two Brewcast or oh. like the podcast that they yeah. have. Uh, uh, created out of Halifax that's so looking at the, the craft brew scene there. So that's uh, quite interesting. Ooh, I yeah. never heard of that one. I need them to be under like 40 minutes though for me to... See, what I always used to do is I always like used to watch TV like to go to sleep. Like, I find it really hard to go to sleep unless there's like some background noise. And I found like I would get into these TV shows, so then I would be like, hmm, like on my screen, like yeah. watching. But now I find like I listen to podcasts a lot when I'm going to bed. So like usually like if they're like two or three hours long, I usually fall asleep within like the first hour. But if they're like really interesting, then I'll like come back to them the next night or yeah. whatever. Like one of my faves is um, there's one that Joe Rogan does with Neil deGrasse Tyson. And oh, is that new? Uh, I think it came out in like September or October of this year. Yeah. Oh, oh well, yeah, that's, that's, that's new. Yeah, that was... Uh, <laughs> of this year, I, yeah. like, my year doesn't start until May. <laughs> the <Yeah>. beer season. <laughs> no, that was, like, a pretty good one. I don't know. I just love, like, Neil deGrasse Tyson as a whole, so... He's a he's an amazing human, and just listening to him is, like... I went to the uh, Hayden Pen uh, Planetarium. Yeah. Penitentiarium. <laughs> uh, so the Hayden Planetarium at uh, the Natural History Museum in New York... And he's the one that does the, the narration of the oh. uh, of the kind of experience yeah. there. And like you leave that place with an existential crisis. You're like, oh yep. my god, I don't know what my place in the universe is anymore. Uh, so ever since uh, that you know that moment, I've loved him. His voice just. I was yeah. listening or not listening. I started reading his book, uh, Astrophysics for People in a Hurry. Um, <laughs> Yeah, I have like very diverse interests, <laughs> but it's uh, it's really interesting. So I started it right before Christmas, um, but then I went home for Christmas and I like haven't really picked it back up again. But it's on my list for like as soon as I'm like finished school for the year, I was like bringing it back. But it's like so sketchy reading it because you're like you're like I'm so small and insignificant. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> that's, that's exactly how he makes you feel, but he makes you feel good about feeling that way <laughs> because he's like the the grandfather or the like the lovely uncle that you wish you had not mad i'm just disappointed no i'm just yeah. joking <laughs> yeah no he's uh he seems like a lovely human and then he would be one of those people that i would love to have dinner with you know yep. like one of those questions so that's, that's like, a good question to put in there too that not, if yeah, that's not that's in there dinner. that's going in that is like that's so funny and i think like so there is like one really funny um neil degrasse tyson i guess like on christmas a couple of years ago was like <laughs> he like made a tweet and he's like like 3,000 years ago today or like or in the past blah 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 he's like an amazing person was born who would like change the world forever and blah blah, blah. And I think it was like Galileo or something like it was like a physicist or like Isaac Newton I don't know one of them has like a birthday on Christmas and he just got roasted on Twitter for like I think that's how he got most of his followers Jeez, which just like days and days but he's like I follow him on Twitter he's like he's a pretty active tweeter yes yeah, he does enjoy the, the Twitterverse. Yeah. <laughs> I did see another one with uh, Elon Musk the other day, and he like just like blatantly like called out a reporter on Twitter. He's like, "This is inaccurate. Like, you're totally wrong." And he's like, "That's how I found out he was sleeping on the floor at Tesla." Uh, <laughs> I can't get that out of my mind now. I know, right? I'm gonna think all day. Either was uh, 
just like finishing up, I guess. But he, another one, um, and this just like shows the power of like interacting with people as they're like, you know, interacting with your brand or like you as a social media person. Um, Elon Musk was on Twitter. I'm just like a big fan, so I don't know why I keep going back to him. But um, he has a really big crush. <laughs> yeah, who wouldn't? He's uh, he's out of this world. <laughs> oh, wah, wah. <laughs> but so someone was saying that like they have a Tesla and they like go to the filling stations. Uh, or like I guess not filling stations but like charging stations and people will have cars there but the cars are already charged and done and he's like people just like go shopping or get a coffee or get dinner and then they don't come move their cars so then it's like really inconvenient to uh, try to like charge yeah. it so what he started doing was uh, Elon Musk like read this guy's tweet and he's like that totally makes sense so he like developed an app that like reminds like the users when their car is ready when it's done charging and then if they like they have like a 10 minute grace period or whatever to come get it and then they start getting charged if they don't come get their car after that reminder so i think it just shows to show like you can have like these personal interactions with like yeah. these really really big big people yeah absolutely that's uh it's a really good idea <laughs> he's, i'm sure yeah absolutely full of good ideas i watched the the rocket launch and i was just like completely overwhelmed it was like i we share you know this planet with a lot of uh, badass individuals. So it's uh, like one right cool. here. <laughs> yeah, me and Elon Musk. <laughs> Comparable, same, same. same. Yeah. <laughs> so thanks everyone for tuning in. Next week, so since we're you know on the topic of uh, I guess innovation and technology, we are going to be with Elon or with uh, Nitham. So he is going to be talking to us about artificial intelligence. So we'll see you next week. <laughs>